Every week at Grace Bible Church, we follow Jesus' instructions to remember him by taking together a piece of bread and a cup of juice. This is the Lord's Supper. It was instituted by Jesus the night before his death, and since the very founding of the church, it has been a crucial part of body life together. Do you notice the language I just used? Body life. We speak of ourselves as the body of Christ because the Bible does. The Bible consistently describes the church as Christ's body. One body, many members, Christ as the head. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. As we read 1 Corinthians 12, Starting in verse 12, I want you to notice that Paul is continuing a correction and admonition of the way that the Corinthians had been relating to one another. The church at Corinth was making distinctions among themselves, treating some members of the body as more important and others as dispensable. Some in the church were treated with more honor or dignity. Others were let with less. The church was gathering and some people had their minds only on themselves, failing to recognize that other people in the church were part of their body. Paul makes the point here. First Corinthians twelve twelve, For just as the body is one and has many members in all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of the one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. For if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. Each of us here, 
Each of us here, if you're a Christian, is a member of the body of Christ. God gifted you appropriate to your function, which he determined. He arranged you just right in the body as he chose, and he put you in the body with many other members. Each is important. Each cannot be replaced. Each should not think of themselves more important, more highly than they ought, or to think of another as less important or less a part of the body. You are not to view yourself as independent of the body. We are each members together of a single body, Christ's body, with Jesus as our head. The Corinthians, on the other hand, when they came together, showed favoritism, divisions, not the unity that should be expressed when the body's members are together. When the Corinthians gathered as a church for the Lord's Supper, some, probably the rich and important in the world's eyes, would come and selfishly stuff their faces while shaming those who had nothing, leaving them with scraps or even maybe letting them go hungry. James calls this personal favoritism in the body of Christ judging with evil motives. And it is diametrically opposed to the diverse unity that ought to characterize the faithful church. And it's not just the Corinthians that are in danger when they come together of thinking of themselves and not recognizing, not discerning their part in the body. When the body of Christ comes together, especially when we have our thoughts on Christ, our head, as we do at the Lord's Supper, we ought to be aware of this one body, many members dynamic. The Corinthians were not. And Paul said, therefore, that when they came together to eat the bread and juice, it wasn't the Lord's Supper that they eat. 1 Corinthians 11.20. Look there now at 11.20. Unity should be on display instead of the divisions that were shown. 11.18 And so it is within this context that we get the command to examine ourselves. 11.28 We're very familiar with this section. We spend a lot of time here, so I'm skimming over the top but giving you the context. We're to examine ourselves. And the warning in 11.29, now you're positioned to understand. He who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment on himself if he does not judge the body rightly. Look at 11.29. What body do we have to judge rightly? The bread that we eat is not what is in view. But one body with many members, and we are, we are a part of as the church gathers together as a body. That's the body we have to discern. It's the body that Paul has in mind. The bread is a reminder of that. 1 Corinthians ten seventeen, There is one bread, and we who are many are one body. The bread is a pointer. It's a symbol of Christ in his physical body. It doesn't become Christ's body as some erroneously teach. There's nothing meritorious in this. But we ought not to take the bread and juice lightly. And we better not come together 
and take the bread and juice together as one body with many members, acting selfishly or with unbiblical distinctions among ourselves. We ought not be able to think about Jesus' body without recognizing our part in this one body of Christ with many members. If a body part doesn't discern that it's actually a member of the body and acts as if it's an autonomous being living for itself, we call that cancer. The body functions to protect itself, nourish itself, support itself, sustain itself, and build itself up. Each body part in the body functions to that end. When a body part acts independently of the rest of the body in order to only grow itself, that's cancer. The effect on the rest of the body is disastrous and deadly. The Corinthian believers were not discerning that they were part of the body of Christ. They were aware primarily of themselves and their aim was their own satisfaction. What was your goal and aim when you walked through the doors today? How ought the supper to readjust that? The result for the Corinthians was that some would eat so much that they were stuffed and drink so much that they were drunk while the others would go hungry and the rich didn't even notice, nor did they care. What's worse, they were thinking like this and acting like this in the very act that was supposed to protect them from this kind of thinking. The Lord's Supper should function as a chemotherapy to put to death this cancerous tendency in all of us as we gather together as a church. If you or I ever come to church thinking primarily about what you or I will get out of this meeting, let the Lord's Supper that we take every single week be a reminder of Jesus' death on the cross to make us one body that you are a part of. God didn't save a bunch of individuals merely. He saved a people for himself, taking many disconnected, self-seeking individuals and miraculously uniting us in Christ into one organism. We used to live for ourselves But in the gospel, this must not be so. So men, please come serve us. And if you're not a Christian, if you're not part of Christ's body, so glad you're here, but please let the bread and juice pass. This is a time of remembrance for those who've been saved by grace through faith. But don't leave without talking to me. There will be some men up here on the left um, to talk to. But if you are a part of this body, if you're part of the local, this local church or not, take the bread and juice and remember Jesus's body broken and blood spilt to save us. Proclaim the Lord's death as you take communion on your own.